I don't actually, I'm not really excited for the show, I'm not going to lie to you. I know the gays love really? witch. Wow. I know I said gay that loves said witches. But I don't know. I just don't really care. You don't think that, you know, Wanda's going to make an appearance? This is going to, like, explode the magic That's corner? <laughs> she might be back in it, you know? Well, congratulations. They might even add Nico or... Nico would be... That's all I got. I can't think of it. Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of Another Relaunch. Oh, this week I am going to be Kat Matui. Rest in peace to her. That's okay. Wife. I was say, I not really ex-wife. Not really ex-wife. And now people will actually know why I don't like Star Sapphire. That is his wife who Star Sapphire killed. Yeah, yeah, nasty lady. Wait, wait, which star sapphire? Carol. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's fine. You don't got to like Carol. Um, <laughs> I am Megan Braddock, a.k.a. Gloriana of the Braddock House. Oh, okay. Does uh, she have magic powers? Or am I making that no. up? She's half fairy, but she doesn't right. like... It's like she a wicked... Like shoot blast or something. It's like she's magic, but she don't really do magic. What? Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's why I don't go over there anyway. <laughs> anyway, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Um, it's been a nice week here. Do you watch? Do you watch Ruby? Yes. Oh, you do. Okay, then never mind. So the season has. They have a recent um thing with the Justice League come out. Yeah, I'm not watching that. I don't really like. Vixen's in it. Yeah, I know. I'm still not watching it. And I love. But uh, they their most recent season just had the season finale, so I was just watching that, and it was, like, really, really good. And so I'm feeling high and elated and energetic off of that, which is great. Okay. That's always great. Yeah, how are you? Um, I'm great. I, uh, ooh, I'm fantastic, actually, because I met... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I met Usher recently. Oh, oh period. <laughs> I guess I should say me. So let me tell you what happened. So um, 420 happened, and y'all know I smoke. So, like, they had this event going on at this uh, the Palladium out here in Los Angeles. It was like a skate event, like a roller skating event held by Usher. So I didn't, I kind of thought that he was probably going to show up, but, like, a lot of times they would have these events, and it'll be hosted by a, a celebrity or, like, presented by a celebrity, but, like, they never really show up. Um, so I get there, I roll a skate, I do my thing, um, and then I go up into VIP and I'm just sitting there, I go outside, smoke me a little something. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm I'm old now, like I will, I pay for that. Now that's something that I've learned now when I was younger, I would be like, oh, I don't know how to pay for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I need a chair. My knees (laughs) don't work. I'm sorry. Absolutely not. 
So I'm just, I, I go outside, come back inside. I'm sitting there and something like told me, turn around. So like, I just, I turned around and sure enough, he was walking and he stood right next to me and said, hi. And I was like, hey. <laughs> and, <just> like, <laughs> <laughs> and I probably looked so stupid and goofy. <laughs> but like, he walked back past me and I was like, oh my God, that was Usher. And <laughs> like after the fact. Like... <laughs> yes, yes. Because <laughs> when I saw him, I just gave him a head nod and kept walking. And I was like, oh my God. And then he was like in the... VIP section I was in, and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is so wild. Yeah. I've had a crush on this man for like 20 years. <laughs> no, that's, that's the dog. We love him. It was so man. cool. It was really cool. Like, he was really nice. Yeah. And he could really skate. Yeah, he'd be on Instagram. Uh, I see his videos on Instagram all the time, his skating. I am not a person who can skate like that. So when I go, I do a nice little, yeah, yeah, cute around the ring, then I, I, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I could do a little something. I can skate backwards from full voice. Oh, but... absolutely not. I cannot do that. I never I went to do ice skating because I just, I don't know. I thought that was going to be easy. Most terrifying experience of my life because it was a group of people like, skating and then we're falling and like there are blades on your feet. And so <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going to fall. <laughs> I was like, I'm never doing this again. And that's when I just realized I was like all for skating, not for me. That's great. I really want to get rollerblades. I'm, I'm going to get rollerblades because I want to be like rollerblading down the beach in like a crop top and shorts. <laughs> and I'm kind of clumsy too. I feel like I will fall. Oh, really? Can you dance? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very that clumsy. <laughs> yeah. well, we can move that way. Um, but like other stuff. Yeah, it's like. I like trip over. I the problem is I'm a lot bigger than I actually think I am. So a lot of times when I'm like moving in certain places or like moving around things, I don't like shift my body enough because I'm like, oh, you know, I can like squeeze through this. And the truth is like I cannot. <laughs> I think I'm very petite, very just like kind of floating all around the place, and it's more like a moose <laughs> just <laughs> running around. So I like run into a lot of stuff. I hit a lot of stuff all the time. Um, yeah. It's painful. We have other challenges. That's what matters. Dude. <laughs> All right, child. Well, let's go ahead and get to the updates of the week. And there are no updates <laughs> because nothing <laughs> really happened. So um, there were some solicits that came out, but child, nothing was really like. Yeah. It looks like um, Fall of X is going to be happening over in the X book. The Avengers stuff is going to be coming out. I am kind of excited for that. Um, but nothing too like crazy popping. A lot of like retro series. Magneto is getting a new series, um, mm-hmm. which is set that. in the past during his like Headmaster era, um, which again kind of yeah. like that Gambit wow. series was set in the past. Yeah, Stormbook is set in the past too. Yeah, I mean the past was hot, so I get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I, I did that. I saw DC has like their Night Terrors event going on, and while I'm not necessarily super interested in it. Zaytana's getting a piece, so I'm going to read her little two-issue one. But the covers for that event, like, I saw everyone, every character who has their own special got, like, a slew of covers. I think they got at least four different types of variants for it, and every single one looks so good. You know, I'm a big fan of horror stuff, so I really enjoy horror comics as well. 
And I think so many of them leaned into that. There is one for Harley Quinn's book where that's a homage to Carrie. And it's like the uh, blood is splattering down on her. And she's, but it looks so good. It's like, oh, this is a painting. This should have been like the movie poster for something. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to them for all that they do. Because artists, yeah. I wish I could draw. Same. Y'all be eating it up, especially those covers. I I wish I could draw. That would make life a lot easier. <laughs> I would just always just flood the timeline with pictures of my face. <laughs> yeah, I agree. We did find out that Agatha Coven of Chaos has recently just cast Patti LuPone to be uh, Lily Calderou. Now, y'all know, I don't know who that is. Um, it's some magic lady in, <laughs> in the magic, sub magic lady <laughs> that's fine I feel like that's how a lot of people are going to feel about most of the people in this show I mean yeah it's all a bunch of just a bunch of magic ladies um but did they did they confirm that Aubrey Plaza was going to be um that lady what's that Morgan other magic lady <laughs> Morgan Le Fay I don't think, I mean, she did confirm that uh, Aubrey Plaza was going to be a witch, but she didn't give anybody's names outside of her own. And she said that boy Joe Locke is going to be a familiar and not Wiccan. So let's go ahead and cut that. Do familiars like, is that like, they're like the, yeah, kind of like the spirit, the one who like helps guide the witch or does stuff for them, you know, think like of the little cat. It's usually like the cat. I was going to say Sabrina like, with her cat. Yeah. Um, so that person. They can take the form of people. Now, what's going to happen, though, if he is a familiar and then he becomes a person? Oh, ain't okay. that kind of like a loosely based off of Wiccan story? Because wasn't he like a spirit of something? And then like he no. like reincarnated, he reincarnated. And so he was a broken spirit of a... He was made and then they took his spirit and that was reincarnated into the boy. See? But Joe Locke's not Wiccan, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> Who knows? No, I don't think he is. And I don't think you should be putting that energy out into the universe. Well, that was wrong with him being Wiccan. He looks like not. Him. No, he doesn't. But anyways, Patty Lapone is in Covenant. Have a half eight? Patty Lapone is in Covenant of Chaos and it's going to be good. I don't actually, I'm not really excited for the show. I'm not going to lie to you. I know the gays love really? witch. Wow. I know I said gay that love said witches. But I don't know. I just don't really care. You don't think that, you know, Wanda's going to make an appearance. This is going to, like, explode the magic corner. <laughs> she might be back in it, you know. Well, congratulations. They might even add Nico or... Nico would that's be all, fun. That's all I got. I can't <laughs> <think of> <laughs> <laughs> Nico would be fun. Satana would be fun. Jennifer Kale would be hot to see. Um, yeah. Who is Jennifer Kale? You don't. You should know Jennifer Kale. She showed up in X Men books. She's helped Danny do like her quantum powers and stuff like that. Amanda Sefton. She's worked with her. I know. I know her. Yeah. Jennifer, who's, who's Jennifer Kale? Thank I don't know. I guess there are a lot of cute. Maybe I would watch this show actually. <laughs> See? And I guess according to Hey Lapone, I wasn't sure if she was supposed to say all of this, but according to her, she was like, "This is my character, and she's like, you know, a witch in divination, and I'm a part of this big coven. It's a bunch of other witches." And it seemed like she was telling, like, she was giving it. We salute her. <laughs> Yeah. I'm here for yeah. you. I, I'm, I'm lying. I'm definitely going to watch this show. <laughs> <laughs> they always switch. <laughs> they always switch. 
Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Let's go ahead and take a break then, and we'll come right back. Cool. Hello everyone, welcome back to the comic section, another week of those, and I had a nice little pull again this week. Um, the quick, quick oh, excuse me, a few quick mentions to go over, the excellent number three came out this week, um, you know, I'm a big excellent shipper, I really do like it, this issue was cute, they're kind of going around, they go to a party, so there are lots of fun cameos, Dazzler, Speedball, Wasp, Wonder Man is in the Ooh. background, there's a couple of Gambit lashings, so that was dope. Um, the Magic Order 4, number 4, came out. That continues to be a really good book. It's also really pushed Dyke Bruin. I, I can't remember if I've said this or not, but, like, pushed him up the list of, like, some of my favorite artists of the modern day. Like, his work is great. Yeah, he's just, he's killing it. Avengers Assemble Omega came out this week. Aaron's run on Avengers is officially over. This was the final one. We had a big, humongous brawl with a bunch of multiversal characters. Mephesto was there. He got punched. Captain America was there. Echo lo- no longer has the Phoenix, so we are celebrating. Oh, um, did you see her lose it? That's wild. Yes, it burned out. Thor <laughs> um, <laughs> introduced her to his mothers, Gaia and Freya. No Phoenix included. We're having a good time. We thank you, Jason Aaron, for the stuff we got. Aaron Cooter, your art was amazing. Javier Garand, your art was amazing. The covers were amazing. Fantastic stuff. Love that. We'll miss it. Get ready for Jed McKay on Avengers next. Ah! Um, and She-Hulk number 12 also came out. Just, like, continues to be a really good book. Shout out to She-Hulk. She is rising through. And I'm hoping... That's she's really gotten extended. I'm, like, hoping we get another 50-issue run. We, we've kind of been doing it with a couple of the characters, getting it moments. It's like, let's do it. I'm like, yeah. Moon, uh, I've Moon seen Knight. that some, some, some She-Hulk stands were saying that this is, like, top three writers for her. Up there with the, the slot and... That uh, slot is good. And Burns. Burns gets in. You know, honestly, I kind of might agree. <laughs> wow, Okay. Like, I'm sitting here, like, thinking about the runs, like, Tamaki and some other folks who have done some things at Pan, and it's just, so, that Soul stuff was good as well. I I think Soul's run was mirrored a little bit by the art. It didn't resonate with a lot of people, myself included, but I did like a lot of the things he did with, like, Hellcat and her law firm that she had there, but... Again, like, I don't know, there's something about Rowell. She's brought back the romance aspect of She-Hulk. And I know a lot of people weren't really into that in the beginning, but I think it has kind of turned into a really good story in the way she's doing it. And again, like, it appeals to a lot of my stuff. She is doing things like she's now representing Krakoa, which I wonder if someone's going to follow up on that soon. Because I don't think oh, we've yeah. seen anything with it since. And I feel like Krakoa needs it. And then Jack of Hearts is there. So it's like, I'm definitely not going to say nothing bad about it. But this was a really good issue. I love it. I'm hoping to get to 50, like I said. And getting into our main books of the week. Oh, we start with the new number one, and this is your boy, Superboy, the man of tomorrow, number one. Tell us all yes. about it. Yes, it was. So uh, this was his new number one. He's got, this is Connor Kent, everybody, Superboy. And, um, you know, I've been <laughs> really diving into the Superman camp ever since jumping on Action Comics. I've always kind of liked Superboy. Um, especially during this old that Jeff Johns Titans era, um, and when he died, I really enjoyed Superboy. But I, I never really read a lot of his solo stuff. Um, before this run, I did read his '90s solo, and it was a lot of fun. I was still kind of like mm, on his powers, 
like the ways they explained them there, <laughs> but like whatever, I still liked him. Now we get into this run and um, let me make sure I get the names of everybody correct. The writer <clears throat> was, and are the art boy was by Janoy Lindsay, who was, I was a big fan of on um, like Twitter and Tumblr back in the day. Um, so it's really cool to see him like drop stuff now. That's really cool. Is this the book that won that DC round robin? Yes, it did. Okay. 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 Period. <laughs> also, you know, one thing about my favorites, they're gonna win a vote. And that's um, true. That's true. You got another draw. <laughs> they're gonna win a vote. And uh, so this issue opens up. We see Superboy. He's in Metropolis helping save some people. There's like you know, everyday mess going on. Like this billboard fell down. And but of course, who jumps in but Supergirl, Kara, and Superman, John, and they come and save and fix everything. And he's like, "Oh, you know, I could have gotten that." And they were like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Like, we got it. Like, it's cool." And he's like, "I'm also powerful. Like, I could have done it myself." And you really start to see that uh, Superboy feels like out of place. That he doesn't feel like he has his own like lane anymore. And you kind of get this background info on him on how when right before um, the crisis happened that Barry Allen had did during the Infinite Crisis, that he went to Gemworld. So like he was trapped in Gemworld, the crisis happened, and when it got rewritten, the other Superboy was not him. It was like the, uh, the New 52 version. Superboy was actually a clone of John Kent, whatever it's, it's comic books. But his Connor Kent was not, uh, created in the new 52 so he like basically was erased and now that everything is back he feels like what even is everything you guys remember everyone yeah. kind of also does remember the new 52 so like you remember a time when i wasn't even around so he doesn't feel like he has any kind of place mm -hmm. so he he goes to uh the fortress of solitude and um he talks to Keelix, the little robot in there that um i think is really cute and he's like you know Tell me some places that, like, I just need to find my own lane. Um, he had this earlier conversation with the Kents, and they were like, you know, you just need to go do your own thing. Look at Superman. He was in Smallville, but he didn't grow until he moved and went to Metropolis and did his own thing. You just have to go find your own lane. So he asked Helix to show him some places, like, show me some things on Earth. And he's like, you know, most of these cities, like, have heroes. He said, show me something, like, in the galaxy. There are way more issues out there. He grabs his teleporter, and he just goes to this planet starts trying to help these people and some chaos ensues there. He ends up fighting these, fighting these villains who were, I guess, like, they are also clones that were being created by, um, I can't remember, oh, a Dominator. I mean, if people who are into DC Comics know the Dominators are just these, like, omnipotent villains who are trying to dominate. <laughs> and they have this clone army where they use material from different aliens, quote unquote, to them, <laughs> even though it's like humans to us. And they'll like use a metahuman or something and get their powers and DNA from them and try to make clones and give these other things powers. So Superboy ends up fighting all of them. He does this really cool blast thing that made him look like Trunks from uh, Dragon Ball Z, um, which again, I like his powers. I just really want like an on panel explanation of how they work <laughs> because- um, Does he still have the telekinesis? Yes. He's like tactile telekinesis, but also yeah. like in this, He's like shooting 
like full on blast from his hand. So it's sort of, I'm assume it's kind of just Uh-oh. like telekinetic energy. Yeah. So is this Superboy also like in? Because you know the Titans have been having like those little miniseries, Bloodsport and stuff like that. This is the same comic. Does he got a jacket on? No, he's wearing like his t-shirt looking nose. Oh, maybe not. That might be a clone. Okay. I don't know. I haven't read those Titans things, so it might be a clone. They but, were good, uh, honestly. Like, if anyone like wants to go back and look at them, one of those Titans, I can't remember the first one, but like uh, Titans Bloodsport, they've been dealing with Brother Blood and stuff, and then the other one had like Hawk and Dove. They've obviously been uh, like cash cows to tie in with the show. Because like oh. those past of them, but they've been like the same. they've been really good reads, so I didn't know if they were the same. I don't know. I don't think those look the same. It may have, like you said, they probably just used like mm-hmm. a clone of him or something tying with the show. But I'll check it out though. Like the boy, um, and I think that was written by Kevin Scott, right? I'm a fan of his stuff. Um, but anyway, back to this issue. He's done a lot of really cool stuff with his powers. He has this really cool big blast thing. Again, I like the way that it looks, and I even like it with telekinesis. But, like, I really want to know how exactly does that work with his Kryptonian powers. He brings up in here, like, oh, I'm using my super strength and, like, being invulnerable to stuff. And, um, yeah, by the end of it, there are these other, like, heroes who come to help him, and they're, uh, <laughs> looks like they're also going to fight because everyone's confused. They think that he is one of the clones that the Dominators have made. Um, so yeah, it was a fantastic issue. I think space is a great lane to give anybody, <laughs> obviously, because I'm a fan of it. But particularly like Superboy, I think amongst all, everybody else, he doesn't really have a lane now. I mean, John kind of took his whole gig. <laughs> Even though, I was about to say John's here. It was like he was Superboy for a little bit. Now he's Superman. It's like okay. He even took that. Stuff. He even took the whole bisexual thing. Everybody knows. Like, <laughs> They were on the car and them for the longest. Oh my gosh, he stole it so slow. <laughs> he took it slow, bar for bar, work for That's word. crazy. <laughs> so Superboy is out here trying to find his own lane, and I think that this is a great one so far. Um, I would honestly give this issue a four out of five. Okay, dope, dope. I really enjoyed it. Fantastic art. Um, again, this was um, written by Kenny Porter, and the art was by Janoy Lindsay. So, no mention of Tim in this issue, though. No. What a win. All right, next issue <laughs> on the list is Static, Shadows of Dakota number three, your other voice. Tell us all about it. Yes, so this issue was okay. <laughs> and it was written by... Okay. Nicholas is that a good okay? <laughs> it was just okay. <laughs> it was... Uh, written by Nicholas Draper Ivy and Vita Ayala, and the art was also by Nicholas uh, Draper Ivy. And while I didn't dislike the issue, I also wasn't like raving about the issue. Also, by the end of it, um, we open with Ebon is now here. This is like Ebon's first big showcasing in comics, actually, because um, he was actually created in the show. So Ebon is here, and um, He's got this like new telepathic power or something because he like runs into this, to these other bang babies who are kind of like gang members and uh, they are beefing and Ebon is looking for his brother. He tells them like, you know, where's my brother? I know you guys got some information and they try to fight him. But like Ebon is like, oh, I can just get it from you and go into your mind. Um, that is new to me um, because he definitely wasn't like a telepath on the show. So, but again, whatever, like, I guess this is to change his... I don't know. 
either way, it's it <laughs> something to make him a little different. But I guess this is just who he is now. But he has these like telepathic powers. Then we uh, go back to Static, who is reeling over the fact that he kind of knows where he should be going as far as where Yvonne is, because Yvonne is like doing some bad things as well as the bang babies who have been like getting picked up by these like uh, corporate evil people. They were in the last issue. Um, his sister is like, I know you. I know you're going to want to go out and go do your thing. The difference about this run so far is that his family knows his static um, and they like have open conversations about it. And um, his family is also very supportive about it. The one thing I really do love about this is the family aspect that we get. Um, there was a scene later in this where Static had been like a mentor to this other kid who he also kind of had powers. He kind of showed Virgil and he didn't, Virgil didn't tell Static that he also had powers. I'm sorry, he didn't tell the kid that he was Static. Um, but he told the kids like, you know, I have this competition coming up. Like my parents are never really there. Like, will you come? And his parents did show up this time. And later on after this, the kid won second place and they took him out to get his favorite dinner. And the parents are sitting down with him telling him how, you know, we are sorry we can't really be there for every single one of your things, but never let that, never think that we aren't very proud of you and everything that you accomplished. You are like our light. And I thought that was really great. It really reminded me of my parents and the conversations I had with them when I was a kid. And they looked like my parents in this, so I thought that was really great. Um, and Static, again, is having some issues with his friends, uh, debating on whether he should like out being Static and versus kind of being a kid. He has a cute moment where Daisy kind of bumps into him. He has like, oh my gosh, should I talk to her or whatever, which I thought was kind of cute. Um, and by the end of the issue, the little boy who was, who just had one second place, he gets stalked by this evil white man who like comes up to him and is like, oh, you know, I saw you one that you're really smart. You know, you shouldn't be walking home by yourself. And the kid's like, no, I got it. Like I can follow the bus, like leave, I'm good. And it's obvious that this man is gonna like kind of pick up the boy or something. So we'll see next issue. Okay. Again, I like it. I really like the stuff that goes on with all the family aspects, but I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think my issue with it is just because I'm an old man, <laughs> and a lot of the <laughs> which is real. a lot of the a lot of the like kid stuff and more high school aspects of the book I just don't really connect with anymore. Okay, I mean, I guess that's, that's just personal. Art's pretty good though. I've turned on it before I used to like not really be into like you know the boondocks kind of anime style of it but like I I like it okay what would you rate it I would give the issue a three out of five okay that's solid still yeah. still something you'd recommend to fans who either want to like know about static or like get into it definitely okay well that's good to know all right and the final book on our list this week is hellcat number two and that comes from christopher cantwell and alex lens and um patsy's taking it i don't know what else to tell you guys really quick so you know in the first issue we find out that her boyfriend this guy named spalding is dead and she has been accused of killing him and so she leads her own investigation into finding out what's going on which takes her to rick sheridan who is the sleepwalker and the Sleepwalker. First of all, do you know who Rick Sheridan is? Sleepwalker. So, no. Okay, I was about to say Sleepwalker. <laughs> oh wait, I know what Sleepwalker is. Yeah, so Sleepwalker is um, 
Rick Sheridan is the guy that Sleepwalker inhabits. That's the body. Oh, For those it. who don't know, there's a place in the Marvel Universe called the Mindscape, and it is inhabited by all of these strange creatures. The Sleepwalkers are them, and they, like, defend the Mindscape from, like, bad dreams, evil dreams, stuff like that. Sleepwalker takes over Rick Sheridan as his host, and he helps him, like, solve those crimes. Now, Sleepwalker thinks that Rick is the one who killed Patsy's boyfriend because Rick is in love with Patsy, but... He can't remember anything. So the sleepwalker persona kind of takes over to lead his own investigation into it while Patsy is doing her thing. She's coming back in contact with her mom because, again, she's remembering things about her past. Her mom is like, you're a good girl. You're a good girl. And Patsy's like, the things that you said about me in those stories wasn't true. You lied. You're a bad person. I'm kind of bad. Remember when dad said this and and Patsy's ghost mom is like, don't talk about your dad. He was crazy. It was always everybody else was at fault. He never did anything wrong. So there's drama going over there and Patsy ends up going to her best friend Heidi she's like you know who tell me what's going on because she can't remember a lot about what's happening other people can't remember what's happening she's trying to figure out answers from her she doesn't get it Damon Hellstrom also pops up in this if you remember when I talked about the annual the ex-husband of hers yes um in the annual he has kind of taken over the uh, the body of this like stuffed bunny and he has been basically <laughs> following Patsy around and kind of trying to like let her know. So she confronts him as well. She's like, are you the reason I can't access my powers? Are you the reason I can't remember anything? And he's like, you know, you're always blaming everybody else, kind of like your mom. When are you going to start to like sit back and realize that maybe you're doing something wrong or that you need to change your ways or that you need to look at something else? And so she's like, whatever. And she sends him away, <laughs> which brings her back to Hetty and like, her best friend also kind of says something. She's like, you're breaking into my house trying to get these answers from me. Like, you're not acting like a good person. The police end up, she calls 911 while this is going on. The police come, they shoot Patsy. That cuts. We go back to Sleepwalker as he's leaving his investigation. He runs into Blackheart and the issue ends. So we got a lot of stuff going on here. Death, murder, mystery, mothers, we're trying to figure it out. I think it's really good. Alex Lynn's art is really good. He captures a lot of the face acting really well in terms of Patsy and her mom. Her mom continues to be a nasty woman and a great antagonist for her. It's good to see Damon. We put a lot of history going on that she's got. We're also moving her forward and trying to figure out what's happening. There's a lot of interesting bits here. I'm really enjoying it. I can't wait for the next issue. I give it a four out of five. Wow, okay. I think I know Blackheart. Isn't that like... Has he got like this big like the tendrils uh, the tendrils on his head he's like really big black and scary is he like yeah. son yeah that's him i feel like he was in a video game or dormammu's son one of their sons okay but it was good regardless i'm into it it's great it check it out i read it four out of five ah, okay. for, sure. for sure and those are the books of the week okay all right, well, then let's go ahead and get over into the AR Club for the week. And this week we read the um, pretty much the end of Avengers Arena issues 15 through 18. And things are finally coming to an end, I guess, <laughs> as we have been on this island for a while. And the kids were finally having to force to kind of kill each other. And, and well, last issue we had the, the trigger sent moment with... Um, Excellent. Laura. With Laura. And also, last issue, we had the Cullen boy break free of his monster. Oh, and God. Laura came up. They get to fighting. 
Um, Laura like chops off one of his claws. They're still fighting. Also, I will say that like this this run has been wild to read now versus when it came out because when did this come out? 2013. That's 10 years ago. Damn. Um, <laughs> right? I didn't even realize that. That's cool. Shout out to the 10-year anniversary of Avengers Arena. Boom. Um, this So this came out 10 years ago, and reading it then is much different than reading it now, because I remember not really caring about a lot of these kids, um, and I still don't now. But I do <laughs> like... <laughs> I do like this Nara girl, who I think it was. Oh, I told I you know. she was hot. You didn't want to listen to me when I told you a few issues ago. I was like, she's the dog. You were like, I don't know. She's nasty. She's it. She's kind of great. I don't know if she's supposed to be black coated, but that's kind of how I'm taking it. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> I like her. <laughs> um, but they're on this island, um, and they're fighting this big colored monster. The uh, was this Nico, Darkhawk, and Reptile try to fight him. They are not doing very well. Nico is useless per usual because like none of her spells work. Nara is goes into the ocean because Cullen's magic ring had locked dropped down there. They need to get that so they can kind of turn him back into a human. Um, back on the land again. Um, Nico did some like big blast. She said this was her best move and it does nothing. So um, everyone else tries to fight the monster. Uh, Nara comes up and she's like, oh, I got the ring, just touch it to him and I can turn him back. She does that, but of course in the process, like, the monster killed her and she died. Um, also, during this, we had some flashbacks of her life and she was like, her parents were traitors. They were sided with Atuma and tried to kill uh, Namor, as he was called. <laughs> and and Namor. They, they, tried to kill, <laughs> they tried to kill Namor and after that, because her parents were like traitors, they sent her to the oh, surface world. And she's been there ever since. Well, well, now she's dead. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> she really been there ever since. Yeah. Um, I thought this issue was pretty good, solid one. Um, next issue, we switched artists. Now we're going back to the other artists. We'll also do some arcade stuff. Uh, Carl Maloon. And now we're seeing how uh, Arcade had been like watching the kids this entire time. This is about like literally day 30. And um, he's like, you know, I thought I was going to get them skinning into their lab right at the beginning, but no, they did a slow burn for me. So I guess I'm just gonna have to sit and watch them kind of kill each other. Um, Anachronism is hacking away at, at Cullen, even though he's like back to his other form. Um, he really wants to kill him because he was in love with Nara. These people are all still fighting. I don't like that Cammy girl. I kind of find her annoying. I think the like, I think the like, I've got all this attitude person, but they don't have no powers person is <laughs> annoying. Is that, is that this one's about to show got no powers? Is that what it is? She had the powers and then she came back to five. <laughs> um, I. I see why those type of characters exist, but I do agree they're not my favorite. Yeah, I see their reason. Not even necessarily like just because of the lack of powers. If she had powers, <laughs> I would still be like, girl, you need to back back because your powers ain't gonna say you can your ass beat. And they did not, because they were out here tussling <laughs> on this on this beach. Also, we still had Hazmat still kind of like running away from 
um, X-23. She can't do anything. She's still scared. Um, which, like, <laughs> I thought... I remember when I first read this when this came out 10 years ago and I did like Hazmat, but now I don't think I do. I think I just liked her blasty energy powers. I think... Um, really? I feel like reading Captain Marvel would kind of, like, make you like her even more since she's been such a big part of that and actually getting some character growth. No, she was still just there being, like, the kid. <laughs> being, like, the kid sidekick. She's now, she's, her powers are cool. Um, and she's, like, more competent than I think some of the other kids. But her powers still are kind of dangerous. I feel like that's scary. <laughs> yeah. She should get him under control. Hopefully she gets that one day. Um, and doesn't have to wear, like, that suit. Uh, but then we also see that inside, Death Like It, also a little annoying little girl, um, but she gets the job done, but we'll get to why she gets the job done later. Um, she has been working with um, Tim, or as the uh, female, Tim Brashear or uh, Katie Brashear, whichever uh, is talking at the moment. She's been working with them. They're inside of Arcade's base. She's trying to like break out everybody. They end up breaking out the original Dark Hawk, and they end up stopping Arcade, who ends up like teleporting away during the middle of like them fighting. Um, so by the end of this issue, we have um, Darkhawk being set free on land. The um, Runaways and the Young Avengers have kind of split sides. Now it's down to like everybody really got to kill each other. And <laughs> Nico and Chase are like, well, now we got to fight. So forget it. <laughs> and Nico just goes straight for Cullen, she's like, I just gotta, if we gotta kill him, he gotta go. Like, Take him out, we, get, we, we at the finish line now, do what you gotta do. <laughs> and she was like, you know, the game really is over tomorrow, so if he gotta go, it's not, it's not gonna be me. And I do, I will give her that. She did do something there. Um, next issue, issue 17, we have, again, the, the game is winding down. Nico and X-23, I'm sorry, X-23 and Hazmat are still kind of going at it. Um, Reptile and Anachronism are fighting, even though everyone's kind of like trying to say calm down. Reptile is like, we know we can stop fighting, but most of the people are like, no, we can't. Like the game is over at this point. Uh, Nico is having a hard time killing Cullen. <laughs> She's like been dragging him across this island this entire time, but nothing's working. Um, again, like I said earlier, Arcade ends up like teleporting away and getting himself out. But who takes over? Katie. She says, I'm going to run the game now. She sends these like death locusts after everybody for them to fight. Um, Cammy ends up like wrestling with Darkhawk and, and takes his Dark Star thing, his like crystal that turns him into a Darkhawk. She takes it, she puts it on so she can be a Darkhawk. And uh, towards the end of the issue, Death Lock, Death Locket is still being used by Katie Bashir. Um, who have kind of been using her. She says, like, you know, you're back exactly where I had you, right up under my thumb. Um, so again, she's a nasty little girl. And uh, Hazmat is like, guys, I'm not feeling well. Something's not right. It looks like she's about to erupt and explode. We all know that's going to be a bad thing if that happens. Um, then we get to issue 18, final issue of the series and where things are really wrapping up now. Katie is like still running the show, watching everything unfold. Um, Hazmat is about to explode. Reptile is like, I got it. He, he takes her, runs her out into the 
ocean. She has this big explosion. I assume that he thought that he would be fine because he's a dinosaur and that like maybe he would survive that kind of radiation. I'm like, wow, they didn't do it the first time. I know. That's the logic I was trying to get myself in my head, but I was like, I don't know if he's supposed to <laughs> survive this. <laughs> but whatever, he ends up surviving it anyway. They end up coming back onto the beach and they're like, you know, we got to work together. We don't really have to kill each other. Um, the Katie Brashear sings these like locusts and some sand people and like this water spirit thing to kind of attack everybody. She really wants everybody to die. Um, Death Locket tries to break free of her control over her and she tries to fight back. They end up having a little wrestle session. Of course, Tim comes out and he's like, you know, you got to shoot me. You need to kill me. She's like, I can't do it. Katie comes back and he's like, uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know, the whole back and forth, the Jacqueline Hyde thing. And Tim is like, no, you need to do it. All of a sudden, we flash back to the beach. Death Locket appears. And she's like, y'all, the game is over. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. But And her shirt's extremely bloody. She says, we don't have to worry about it anymore. The game is done. So you can pretty much just put two and two together and know yeah. what happened there. <laughs> The so, game is done. Like, what else do you say? <laughs> Let's go home. <laughs> Let's go home. They're all on the beach trying to figure out what do they say now. They're like, you know, um, we can't just like tell them the truth of what happened. I think it was um, Nico or and Cammy. They were also like, we can't just like say what happened on this beach like we they're not just going to say oh yeah arcade dropped us off here and like it was all to him for him to blame like there's no guarantee that that's the story that you know how people like to lie and make up stories about people about mm-hmm. what really happened so they all just decided that we will not tell anything about what happened here on this island at all just it would just don't say anything everyone just ends up getting picked up by their respective like adults. Uh, we see Wolverine come and pick some people up. Captain Britain comes, um, and then at the end of the series, we see Arcade is watching a YouTube series where people are saying he's going to upload a video of uh, called "What Really Happened on Murder World," and the views, we see the views kind of start to go up. So again, he did he got what he wanted, which was people watching. Yeah. And that's all, you know, you got to kind of love a villain who's just, they have a very simple goal. They might go to exactly. some extravagant ways to get it, but it's a very simple goal. And it kind of always works out for them. Yeah. Now, now that we, we read this, now that we're older, how do you feel about a series like this now? Should this have been like an event or would you have liked that it was like kind of an ongoing series? Because I remember at the time, this was announced, obviously we knew at some point it would probably end because you're going to run out of kids, but we... This was being promoted as like an ongoing series, you know. Yeah, no, I remember that very distinctly, and I know I support it. I, you know, I'm always going to support an idea that's kind of like out there or like different. You know what I'm saying? I feel like as comic book fans, a lot of times we often talk about we want things to change and we want to kind of go past nostalgia. We want to give new characters a chance. Yes, a lot of these new characters did die, but like we still saw that you still got the fan base. You still had those characters who survived and grew. This sort, this series got like another little part afterwards where they kind of like went after their revenge, and you got to continue that story. And I even think it kind of goes back to what we were saying last week 
when we were talking about Carol, sometimes your characters are going to go through uncomfortable moments in books and stuff like that. And then after a while, it's going to come back around. And it's going to be that growth for the character. And that's how you push them forward into new territory. So I'm always going to say, like, if you got a weird idea, go for it. You know what I'm saying? If this is the type of stuff you want to get. I also think this type of story like still resonates with people. I think of shows like Alice in Borderland, which kind of follows people and even me, I was talking about it. I like watching people fight for their lives. I don't know. It's something about like the perseverance that comes along with it. It just like resonates. You want to root for these people. You want to see them succeed. You want to see them survive and you want to see them like win. So it hits. I think it was still yeah. just as good today as it was 10 years ago. It was. I think overall, like the series was really great. Um, I'm, it was interesting looking at this because it could have been an event, I guess because of just the way that it was written and the stakes that I felt. But um, I guess it probably couldn't have been because none of these characters were established. They were all new. <laughs> um, so uh, that kind of makes it a difference. But again, I guess that's more of a testament to like the writing of it all and like the way that it was, like the story that was told. Really and shout out like, to Dennis. I feel like he didn't always like get his fair due at Marvel. A lot of books he got, had dealt with a lot of editorial interference and like cut short for other reasons and kind of wrote them to events. But I feel like everything he wrote was still pretty good. Yes, I agree. Shout out to him. Um, again, I, I really liked the series. It's completely different reading it now than before. Um, when I was reading it as a kid, I think I like um, just was just excited for all this like actually stuff kind of getting into it. And I didn't really too much look into the characters outside of just knowing oh well i don't really care about any of them like <laughs> they're not going to survive but now reading it and like getting into it i still don't really care too much about them but <laughs> for like actual reasons and <laughs> just how my interests have changed and evolved um and yeah some of them were good i did like nara queen she did she did though so. yeah <laughs> you know it's the marvel universe you can bring anybody back Start Very the petition, true. put the tweets on Twitter, make a little hashtag. You in there. Yes. If they end up on a boat, you never know. Um, yeah. And if any, so if anybody wants to continue the story, this does follow, uh, continue on in Avengers Undercover. Um, I think you can kind of see some of them decided actually to become villains. <laughs> so you can watch and see which ones decided to become villains actually, which ones were maybe pretending to just be undercover. Um, but definitely go ahead and check that out. Um, in the meantime, let's go ahead and take a break and then we'll come right back. I did. I got dressed up thing and I looked cute. I'm going to send you the picture. Cause my outfit was rocking. It was like it was, you know, I've been I've been talking about changing my style around for the summer and things like that to get ready. Send me the picture. Oh yeah, I'm gonna send you the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see. I'm trying to be a hot girl in the summer, and I'm trying to. If you got the tips, show me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> All right, y'all. So welcome back, and we are going to announce a little bit some things that are just switching up. Normally, we have a relaunch section here, but we're actually going to take a bit of a break there to kind of recharge the ideas, get some more stuff, some ideas for some characters. So we're actually going to start doing the AR Club here, and uh, we're going to actually start rewatching 
the Justice League Unlimited and kind of finish off where we left off. So go ahead and watch episode 13 and um, I guess 13 and 14. And we'll talk about those two episodes when we come back. And yeah, so that's the kind of a switch up we have there. So they never took it off streaming like they said they was going to. HBO is a bunch I know. of Max we rushed Discovery. through it before back in January. You know what you did. You was wrong. We tried to we tried to hurry up and watch it before it was gone, but short enough, it's it's still there. So let's watch it while it's still there, <laughs> because who knows where it goes after it switches back to Max or whatever they're trying to change everything over to. So watch episodes thirteen and fourteen, and we'll be talking about those next week. Uh, but that brings us to the end of the show. Please make sure you guys rate and subscribe us wherever you get your podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Another Relaunch. You can watch us on YouTube at Another Relaunch TV. You can find me on most social media platforms at LZ. Keenan, where can they find you? You guys know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Keenan Lance. As always, there's an underscore at that. Cool. All right, so let's get up out of here. We'll catch you next week. Peace.